All right, yesterday opening day, and the Mets had a great victory out at City Field, but it was, I don't want to say overshadowed, but there was definitely a somber tone to the day as we learned about the passing of Met legend Rusty Staub. To discuss more about that, we welcome in one of Rusty's former teammates and Met legend himself and my mom's favorite player ever, Mookie Wilson. Mookie, pleasure to talk to you. Hey, how you doing? Sad to be with you. Yeah, it's uh, great to have you on. I mean, I, you know, I grew up loving you too, but I'll, I'll never forget you. My mom always Mookie, Mookie, Mookie loves it. <laughs> to this day, has the Mookie Wilson shirt. So you were always a favorite. Uh, like I'm sure many houses, you were a favorite in my home. Let's talk Mookie about the the sad uh, the sad news yesterday, the passing of, of Rusty Staub. Um, you you were teammates with him for about five years with the Mets when he came back for his second term with them. Give, give me a little insight to your relationship with Rusty. Well, the Rusty, uh, I think Rusty was a friend um, to everyone. And, you know, everyone, everyone loved him. Um, he was, uh, you know, you know, a father figure to a lot of the guys. You know, we had a very young team when Rusty came back um, with the Mets, and um, he really was instrumental in, in helping us to mature, you know, and to play it into the, in, in the city and played into the big leagues. Um, you know, I, I've had quite a few conversations with him uh, about um, my approach you know, to facing, you know, certain particular pitchers and in, in, in approaching the game in a professional manner. And outside of that, I've had an opportunity to work with him since both of us retired, but, you know, on working in the community. And there's no more devoted guy, you know, to the community of New York and, and everywhere he's been. He's just been a, a great friend and a great um, associate to work with. Yeah, and so many guys, Mookie, some of your former teammates, whether it was Keith Hernandez or Ron Darling coming out talking about how they learned, you know, not just about the game, but about life from Rusty Staub. Did you have that type of relationship with him where you learned more, forget about the game for a second, anything in particular uh, about, you know, whether it's being in New York City or just any advice, life advice that he would have for you as a veteran player? Well, you know, that's the one thing that Rusty was really um, good at. You know, we knew he had a restaurant in New York for, you know, for years, you know, and our relationship, you know, really went way beyond just playing on the ball field, you know, um, because I think Rusty realized that, you know, at, at some point the game was exactly what we call it. It was a game, and there was more to it than then going on the field and, and playing. There was another side that was our responsibility as ball players, and I learned that from Rusty. I mean, as you know, he was very devoted to the – um, the, the families of the uh, policemen and firemen of, of New York, he had this, um, you know, event every year at Shea Stadium uh, that we attended. He was very, you know, very devoted to that, and he made sure that we understood what it was all about. So, yeah, he was very instrumental in helping me uh, understand that my role in New York was more than just playing baseball. It's my obligation to the community. So Rusty was big with that with everyone he spoke with. Talking with Met Hall of Famer Mookie Wilson about the passing of uh, another Met Hall of Famer, Rusty Staub. You know, Mookie, one memory that stands out to me was 1986. You, I could go back and watch that video, uh, 86 years to remember. I, I've probably watched it 100 times. I could watch it 100 more. But was you guys celebrating Rusty Staub Day and everybody wearing those big R Orange wigs. You have any any memory of that honoring your former teammate on Rusty Stob Day in '86? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. How fun it was when when we asked the guys to wear the orange wigs. You know, you know, 
And but now understand now we weren't the normal baseball team in '86, so we probably would jump at the opportunity to do anything that was crazy and out of the norm. But um, everyone really loved Rusty so much that they really jumped at the opportunity. We didn't have a problem finding guys to put on orange wigs. I mean, I didn't have one, but <laughs> you know, but you know, the I remember watching Straw, which was the funniest thing in the world to watch Straw with that orange wig. I, I think of all the people that had them on, that was the most fun. But uh, it was a time when everyone really enjoyed, you know, being Rusty for a day. Uh, it, it was a great time. Yeah, no question about that. Rusty Staub, a special player, and even more so, a special human being with all that he did, and it was sad to learn uh, about his passing yesterday on opening day. We're talking with Met legend Mookie Wilson. You know, Mookie, another thing I wanted to talk to you about today, I noticed you were part of the SNY special that aired last night, The Kid, a Gary Carter special, and, I mean, who better to talk uh, about Gary Carter than yourself? Now, one thing I thought interesting, and we've heard about it for, you know, for years, about how Gary Carter could rub people the wrong way, especially if you weren't teammates yeah. of his. Uh, what about Gary Carter bothered you before he became your teammate? Well, you know, I think the thing that um, we all had, you know, the wrong impression by Gary was that uh, we didn't think that he was genuine. I mean, you know, I mean, some guys probably wouldn't admit it now, but that was the biggest thing. It had nothing to do with him as a ball player because we all know what he was at a ball as a ball player. But, you know, I, I think that you look for something on the opposing team not to like. And, and we just thought that no one could be that happy all the time. You know, everyone has a bad day. <laughs> you know, I have my share of them. But we never saw him in a situation where we thought he was just having a bad day. And we just thought that just wasn't normal. That just, just something wasn't quite right about that. And until he became a Met. Um, and even in his early days with me, his first couple of days with the Mets were not very good. I mean, the guys still saw him as an expo. He was the guy from the other side. Um, but once we got to know him and we you sit back and say, hey, every day he really is the kid. This is what he is. It's one big kid in a grown man's body is what he was. And he showed it every day. And... Um, we thought about it, and you know, we talked to some other players. We t- we talked about it, and he was everything he was. And we said, "Well, what was it about Gary that we didn't like?" And he come think about it. There was nothing about him that you, you shouldn't like. He was just a great guy, and I got to know him very well. I became very close with him. We had a lot more in common than I give him credit for. And um, it actually makes us feel a little ashamed of ourselves for judging people without even knowing them. So this was the kind of relationship that. Not only some of the Met players had with Gary, but some of the players over the league had with Gary. But until they got to know him, and he was really a, a, a great guy, and we all had an opportunity to express that with him in his days when he was alive and, and walking among us and sharing dinner and lunch with us. Yeah, it's great that you had that opportunity to do, whether it's, uh, I'm sure, reunions back in, what, 2006 uh, out at, oh, yeah. uh, at Old Shea Stadium and all you guys were there. Mookie, I, I've, look, I've, I've obviously I watched it as a kid. I've watched the tapes. I've read books on it. You were there. You lived it. Uh, you know, Gary Carter was, you know, the straight guy on a team of, of wild men and partiers and all those different things. Where did you lie in that group? I feel like you would be more along the Gary Carter stuff. I don't remember you getting caught up in the partying and all that nonsense. Where did you lie amongst that clubhouse? No, you know, I think that um, I think that's the one thing that Gary and I really did have uh, in common, um, that our personalities were, were very similar in, in that regards. He was probably a little more animated, 
you know, than I was. But we had some of the same values, and um, we we loved the team. Um, we loved New York, and we we loved the you know our teammates. Uh, we just you know learned to accept the players from what they were, which is something that we should have done <laughs> early in our careers. But um, that's what we had in common. So yeah, I, I think I will fit a little closer um, to. Uh, to Garrett than I would to the other players. And I was a lot younger than a lot of the other players, by the way. So our age was probably more closer. And um, we both had families, um, very similar families. And and I think that would kept us, you know, uh, our relationship really grew because of that. So, yeah, I, I guess you can characterize me as a being closer to Gary than it would be the other guy. Was it difficult, whether it's for you or maybe even more so with Gary Carter, was it difficult being in the minority on that wild and crazy party team? Well, I, I think it was it was harder uh, for Gary um, because, you know, you know, people always define you by your past, whether it is deserved or not. And uh, he had the burden of trying to fit in, but still – um, stay true to who he was. So it was much, much, much more difficult for him. And how he navigated around all that craziness and still um, maintain who he was uh, is still amazing. You know, um, I was a little different because I was there when a lot of the players got there. So they were the new kids on the block, not me. So, <laughs> but in this situation, Gary was the new kid on the block. So he had a lot more to deal with than I had to deal with. Yeah, you were there before any of them. I mean, started your Met career in 1980. Uh, obviously, they make the trade for Hernandez in 83. They get Gary Carter aboard in 85. You know, another thing I thought, Mookie, as I was watching that special, I didn't realize how many games you guys won in 84, in 85, in 87. I mean, man, under these new rules, yeah. anything could happen. You guys would have been a wild card team for sure, finishing second all those years with 90-plus wins. But it is no question. That was a great team, and... Uh, it, and I've been blessed enough to be able to be to to see the transformation of that club from the worst club in the league to the talk of the league, not just New York, but the league. And uh, it was just amazing to, to be a part of that and see how the team just progressed every year. It just got better and better. The confidence of the club got better and better. And um, it, I think it's one of the greatest things I've ever been a part of. And you're talking about the 84, 85 team. I really thought that 85 was the year for the Mets. I really did. Um, but unfortunately, we, we fell a little bit short. We had a, a few little miscues there, um, close going down to the end. But other than that, um, 85 was probably the year um, that I thought that we should have been really in the mix of everything. But under the old rules, Either was the first or he was last. That's yeah, right. <laughs> That's exactly right. First or last. And unfortunately, some of those good teams didn't get a chance to compete in the postseason. Yeah. We're talking about Met legend Mookie Wilson. Uh, I, how many times, Mookie, have you seen the clip? I just watched it again as, as I watched the kid, uh, a Gary Carter special that aired on SNY, so make sure you check that out. How many times have you seen the, uh, the at-bat uh, you know, with the wild pitch and the eventual uh, roller through Buckner's legs? Yeah, I've seen it uh, so many times. I, I, I quit counting, and but I'll be honest with you. Every time I see it, it it's really still amazing how it all just came together. Oh. I mean, from the beginning of the inning to the very end, um, I, I still get chills when I when I when I watch it. And you know, I sit there and I, I don't want anyone telling me anything about it. I just, I just want to see it all over again. And 
it's one of those moments where you just you just do not forget. You never get tired of seeing it. I mean, even even some movies, I get tired of seeing them over and over again. But this I can watch because it's never going to happen again. I mean, it's something that hasn't happened. It's, it's never going to happen again. And it was just one of those unique situations that the impossible actually happened. So it, it, it's a great. I've seen it way, way too many times for someone who actually was in it. I, you know, people might even say, well, I'm a little bit full of myself watching. Well, okay, I'll take that. Yeah, right. And hey, no, listen, you should watch that as many times as you want and sign as many of those pictures, too. It gives me goosebumps to hear you talk about it. And look, it happened 32 years ago. And I was thinking as I'm wa- yeah, as I'm watching it again today, I'm thinking, you know what, maybe, not that you want the Mets to lose and not win a championship in 32 years, but there's a reason why that team is still so special because all these years, that's the last team to to win and the way you did it the way that I mean Gary Carter battled down to the final out final strike and then the base hit and then Kevin Mitchell and then Ray Knight and then you I mean it is I still can't believe like you said it doesn't matter how many times you watch it I still can't believe that it actually happened an all-time great moment it gives me goosebumps and it's, it's a pleasure to talk to you and, and relive those days 32 years ago you believe that Mook? I, it seems like we happened last year. I mean, I, I've been to quite, I've been to quite a few playoffs. I've been to World Series. I've watched them, and um, they are exciting. Um, but you still didn't get. I didn't get the feel um, that that series produced. And it's not just the series with Boston. Even the series mm. with the Astros and NLCS. What an amazing series! I mean, that was truly, in essence, a very special. Series and I you know you can go back to any series. You can always pick out one point in a in a series that was like just unbelievable. But think about it. There were a lot of things that happened in the, in either one of those series that you can pick out and say, "Well, wow, how amazing was that?" But you know, it, it was it was just a great season to, to be in baseball, be involved in baseball. And it was a great season, a big series to look back at the video. Oh, by the way, I do have the videos too. I have all six games. All right. <laughs> yeah, I love that. You got to have that DVD set. All six games against the Strohs. Oh, yeah. You got the World Series, the seven games there. Hopefully, you get the parade, I'm sure, on tape. Uh, we're talking about Mets. I got everything. Yeah. I we're, got everything. <laughs> we're talking with Mets legend Mookie Wilson. Uh, before we let you go, what are you up to nowadays? Are you following uh, the current team? Did you watch the Mets uh, opening day win yesterday? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very close. I'm still involved with the club. I'm, as you know, I'm in, um, team ambassador. I get an opportunity to go around and, and see some of the minor league players. But my main um, job is in New York. Uh, I still do uh, work at City Field and the suites with the season ticket holders and, um, you know, luxury bosses and stuff like that. And I get to see the ball games. And uh, um, I was there yesterday. And what a game! What a game! I think uh, is uh, I, I think it, people are excited about what the team, the potential of the team. And I think after last year with so many injuries, I think people are really excited to see what this team can really be when it's healthy. And um, I think that we can throw the ball with the best of them. We still have to catch the ball. There's no question about that. And um, on any given day, we can probably hit with the best of them. So. Health is the main thing. If we stay healthy, I take my chance. Mookie Wilson. Mookie, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on. I love you. My mom loves you. She says to say hi. I mean, we loved you growing up. It is a pleasure to have you on the show and reminisce a little bit. Uh, hope to have you on at some point soon. We'll see you out at City Field. Thanks for a few minutes, Mookie.
Hey, thanks for having me and tell your mom I said hello. Yeah, all right, will do. Mookie Wilson, of <laughs> course, Met legend, 1986 champion, uh, all-time good guy. Fun to talk to him and reminisce about the Gary Carter special. You should check that out. I'm not sure when it re-airs, but just, I mean, come on, Google it. Check your DVR uh, on demand. The Kid, a Gary Carter special. Terrific job by SNY. You could relive uh, the special player and person that Gary Carter was uh, and relive all those great Mets moments. And, you know, obviously Mookie also talking about his former teammate, Rusty Staub and the passing of the, the great Met legend yesterday on opening day. We'll take a quick break, come back with your calls, do some Mets baseball. We'll do some NCAA a little bit later as well. We'll talk to Kevin Kernan at 7.05 to get more into the Mets as well. A lot to do. It's Salakata in the Sport Zone, filling in for Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR.